Hey, let me tell you a story. Just a few days ago, a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, a good programmer who I know for many years, approached me in one of my projects and said that uh, I want to help you for free. Don't pay me. I just like the project the, the, the project you're working on and I want to help you with the programming. He's a Java developer. So I said, of course, no problem. Here's the repository. Here's the access you need. Just contribute. Just send me your pull request. Uh, help me with the code. And then he came back in just about one day with a few questions. How this works, how that works. Can you help me please understand how I can contribute better? And I told him that if you don't understand something, then you have to submit a ticket. You have to ask for more documentation for better explanation in the code. You know my philosophy that I never provide help. I never teach anybody. Instead, I fix the source code. I fix the project. I fix the repository. If the repository is not perfect, that's why you don't understand what's going on. And don't come to me with uh, questions and asking me to explain you how it works. Instead, submit a ticket and I will improve the repository. So I told him that do that, submit a ticket. And he got a little bit offended, as you can imagine, because he's offering me free help. And um, I'm kind of pushing back saying, hey, uh, go through a normal traditional procedure and submit a ticket. So I lost him for a few days. And then I came back to him and said, hey, what about your uh, intention to help me? And he was like, yeah, but I don't know how to do that. So, okay, I said, let me explain it to you. Let me improve the documentation. So I wrote a few uh, pieces of text in the readme file. And then he said, okay, now I get it. Uh, let me send a pull request. So he came back with a pull request and uh, the pull request was not mergeable. And I told him in the ticket, in the pull request, that you need to improve this and that before I can merge it. And again, he was kind of offended, frustrated. He said, uh, well, he didn't say that, but I'm sure he was thinking that I'm offering you free work, free help, my time for free, and you're asking me for some static analysis checks which I need to fix and I need to write some unit test. You write the unit test. I created you the code and now you're asking me for the unit test. Uh, that's not what I was expecting. And he disappeared again for again for a few days. And then I came back and started to ask him to improve. And then finally he managed to uh, to finish that work for the pull request. But that was difficult. And, and uh, that was not really productive work for me. And the lessons I learned from that situation, that's why I'm recording the video to share with you what the lessons are, is that I made a mistake as a manager, as a project manager in that case, uh, that I didn't think about the motivational formula for that guy. I didn't configure the project the way that he wants to contribute more than I want his help. And that's the formula which is the proper one for any project, for any project manager. What happened in this situation is that I was working in a really typical pool model. That's the name I'm suggesting, the pool model, where I'm pulling results from him. I'm asking him to help. I'm finding him. If he disappears, I'm pulling and checking what's going on. And eventually the result will come into the project. This model is wrong and it puts a lot of, um, pressure on my shoulders as a project manager because I have to remember what's the situation with that developer. I have to find him. I have to chase him. I have to ask him. I have to think about why not, what's wrong with him. And it's all because I made a mistake of not configuring the motivation. Well, first of all, I accepted a free, a free help, you know, a free work, which means that he, by definition, is not 
interested as much as I am interested in this partnership. I need help. He may provide that help. He's not getting any money. So he will not uh, want to work harder, to work more in order to go through any possible barriers my project may have. And I have barriers. The, the, the barrier number one is that I'm not teaching you if you're the developer. I'm not going to train you. I'm going to give you the documentation. If the documentation is not perfect, then it's, uh, it's a fault of a project, but I will not help you. I will expect you to write a ticket and ask for help over there. Many programmers don't want that. And that's a barrier. And I want that programmer, I need that programmer to be interested enough to go through that barrier, to break that barrier, and to finally actually push something, some results to the repository. To do that, the programmer has to be motivated for that. Somehow, financially, maybe some points, some rewards, something. But I didn't think about that. I thought that if he's offering me help, then he will be pushing and pushing until I get the result from him. It didn't happen. In your projects, when you're a project manager, you have to think upfront before you start working with your programmers, what's gonna be the model of work? If it's gonna be a, a pool model where you're pulling from them or it's gonna be accepting model. When you're sitting and accepting their results and they are interested to provide that results for you, to bring you the results and ask you to accept that results and then it's your job as a manager to accept what they bring to you. If they don't bring you anything, it's not a problem for you. Somebody else will. So you're doing it the way that your team is bringing you something and you're only sitting and accepting. And actually in a perfect world, if you're the perfect manager, then you should be not even accepting, but rejecting. So you should be sitting and rejecting stuff that they are bringing to you. And only the best stuff, the best results will be accepted. So the first strategy is about pulling results from your employees, from your team members. It's completely wrong idea. The second level is accepting. They want to give you something, they want to produce, and they are so much motivated to do that, that they are ready to go through all the possible obstacles, all the possible problems, and finally make sure that their results uh, are accepted. And the final level, number three, is when you're rejecting, when you're in the rejecting mode. You're just sitting and thinking, what else can I do in order to reject more of the results my team is trying to provide me, is trying to put into the repository? And the more you reject, the more difficult it is for them to, to provide the results, the better it is for you because only the best results, only the best performers will actually succeed. And in that case, the project will get the highest quality. So think about your situation. Which situation is yours right now? Are you pulling? Are you accepting? Or are you rejecting? And of course, the final remark is that if you are paying your programmers per month, if you're paying them for their time, you cannot go from the level, from the first level, from the pool level, to the next level of accepting. Of course not, because you always have to chase them and ask them and beg them for uh, actually working and doing something for you. Because they have zero motivation to go through any possible obstacles. They don't want that. They know that you're gonna pay them anyway. So you should think about uh, transitioning from paying by the time to paying by the results. How you do that? You can watch many of my videos before. I'm trying to explain it, how it works. It's not easy, it is difficult, but you have to make that step. Uh, I hope I managed to explain the idea. Thanks for listening, stay tuned, bye-bye.